0: Peace, power, and prosperity family. How you doing out there? Y'all already know what time it is. It's the Bitcoin blockbully coming to you once again with an early rising crypto update. Um, it is October 29th, 2019. We're closing out the month in two more days. Um cryptocurrency as a whole, for the last couple of days, I'ma say. Um really last couple of months though, but um the volatility has been you know, what we're used to seeing or what I'm used to seeing and those that have been here for a while, you know, that we have been lacking uh, back in 2017. You know, where you're seeing thousand, um, I mean, the other day we had a 25, I believe almost a 23 to $2,500 pump within, you know, a couple hours. Um, So the excitement, in my opinion, is coming back to the space. Um, As far from a, from I guess more so a traders and possibly an inspector's standpoint where you know the um the high percentage gains will get one's blood pumping, but this time around not to be confused with any type of what were they calling them back then, ups, high, high yield investment uh platforms such as Laser Online, um Hexabot, um, even BitConnect. What we have this time around is a new space called decentralized finance or DeFi, which I get it, it does have the characteristics of those old systems that you know promised certain payouts for you allocating a certain amount of funds over a certain amount of period, being locked up over a certain amount of time. Um, and there were certain rules and guidelines to, you know, the payouts and how they came. And there was also a a niche to it, whereas the referral program, it seemed that it was heavily, heavily, heavily built built on the amount of referrals um, or other individuals with new money that you could bring in. So that's one of the biggest differences that we see within this decentralized finance space that you don't see. That you don't see. Um, that you didn't see, excuse me, back in 2017, whereas, you know, the platforms and protocols that individuals have to utilize now are open source, pretty much open to any and everybody to utilize without even sign up sometimes, which is the case without an a email. You know, their Web3 um, applications or decentralized applications that are easily accessible for individuals that know how to use a Web3 wallet, um, you know, i.e., MetaMask, um, Trust Wallet, um, even a uh, couple of hardware wallets, the Nano, the Ledger. So, what we're going to be going over today, and follow up of some previous episodes for so those that will be listening in on the New Money uh, New Money Matrix podcast, or maybe watching on the big Patreon page, is How to use DeFi safely. Um, This is a quant stamp article, um, which is just one's opinion, but more it's it's good for insight on certain steps that an individual should take if they want to enter into the decentralized finance space. Though I think it is um, bordered more so to using some of their products, such as their insurance um, platform. When you also have other insurance platforms such as Nexus Mutual, which I'll be doing a follow-up on. But very helpful article indeed. And as always, I'm going to read verbatim, but also add my own added commentary. So let's get into it. Um, It goes on to state that with an eye-popping interest rates on lending platforms, it's never been more tempting to put assets into some of the promising new DeFi applications out here today. But are those assets going to be safe? That depends. While traditional finance services often have some degree of deposit insurance, such as FDIC, um, DeFi applications are still in an early stage, and most do not provide this kind of protection. Consequ- consequently, the onus is on the end user to ensure their funds are safe while using new applications. Um, what does onus mean? This may be a, a typo. Let me see. Okay, burden burden of proof. Okay, there we go. Accountability. Accountable. So, onus means accountability. Okay, first time I've seen that word used. So, this is the thing about the decentralized finance space. And really, cryptocurrency as a whole. We are entering into a new time and space when it comes to financial transactions um, the banking and monetary system as a whole, and how those systems are ran in one sense. Whereas there was there was a hierarchy to that system. Whereas you know you had to go through a certain set of steps in order to utilize a number of the different financial tools that are available for individuals that are in the know. You know that are knowledgeable about those tools being available to uh, people. To whereas now, the only hierarchy or um, deciding factor in who can and can't use these platforms and protocols outside of maybe the, you know, the advantage of actually being able to connect to the internet and have a smart device is your higher self or that, that, that brain box, that think, that think box on the top of your head, being able to allow you to use these platforms and protocols. And then also being able to pass that information down to whereas a number of the different platforms and protocols that are available for individuals are not reliant on age, to whereas you can teach this to your younger siblings, maybe you have children, and what I'm seeing is a new banking and monetary system, uh, uh, a new paradigm coming into play, um, slowly but for surely, and it may not be so much at the forefront to whereas it's, You know, the normal out there for us, but for our children or younger siblings, as I stated before, this may become the norm for them, if not them, their children. So what better time, in my opinion, than now to get on top of these new financial tools, learn how to utilize them and take advantage of. Not only the tools themselves, but that knowledge, which is going to set you apart from the rest of society, in my opinion, especially if you're using any of this, um, these things now, at least five to ten years ahead of the rest of society. Um, anyways, the article goes on to state that Don, uh, Dr. Paming Lee, a security engineer with Quantstamp, explains steps, steps, uh, steps users can take to use DeFi applications more safely. Um, step number one is you can check the audit status. Um, What is an audit, for those that don't know? Hold on. An audit is an examination, um, or judicial examination, in this sense, of the books that an individual keeps to make sure that everything is on the up and up. Or, in a sense, to check the code in this space to make sure or check to see if there are any type of weaknesses in the code, any type of bugs that need to be fixed. It goes on to state, um, let me see, we have a sample professional audit report of a project that did well here. Let's see, can we zoom in on that? Not really. Okay, so checking if a reputable team has audited the project is the number one thing you can do to reduce risk while using a DeFi application. And um, I'm actually glad that they spoke on that. Let me see. I want to bring up uh, a huge auditing system. Let me see. InstaDap. Here we go. They were audited by Open Zeppelin. Here it is. Let me see. Let's go ahead and hit their page. Um for those that are interested in checking out many of the platforms that have been audited, you can come over here and look at um the security audits of Compound Finance, Microsoft, Azure, InstaDap, Um Augur, Solidity, Brave, Maker, Centra, um, just to name a few. Here you have the Instadap audit. Um, the Instadap team asked us to audit their proxy, wallet, and wallet registry con- contracts. We examined the code and now published our results. We have Libra's um, Move IR Compiler Vulnerability technical description. Uh, we describe a vulnerability in the Move IR Compiler whereby inline comments can be disguised as executable code. So um, they found something within the Libra project, I believe. Um Props Rewards Engine Contracts Audit, Props Token Contract Audit, Compound Finance Audit Summary. Compound Finance is a protocol currently deployed on the Ethereum network um, for automatic permissionless trust-minimized loans of Ether and various ERC-20 tokens. Um, here goes the Compound Audit. The Compound team asks us to review and audit their platform smart contracts. We examine their code and our results are published here. I believe I read through the Instadap audit. If I didn't, I will um get around to actually doing it. But... You know, per the article, they're saying this is one of the first steps that you want to take when getting into utilizing some of these platforms. Let me see. It goes on to state. where did we leave off at? Uh, Checking using a defi application. Okay. Reputable smart contract security firms such as Quantstamp do a thorough evaluation of the application security by looking at both code and specification to make sure everything works as intended. In addition to simple technical errors or common vulnerabilities, auditors also evaluate the design of the application to assess issues such as centralization of power or custodial design. These issues are often difficult or impossible to detect without a thorough examination of the code and a wealth of experience in examining smart contracts. Once you know that a project has been audited, search for the audit report such as what we just did, a public available audit report pointed, uh, pointing to open source code on GitHub is a great sign. It shows that the team behind the DAP has confidence in their code and audit results. Once you found the report, read it. Who was the, how was the audit evaluation? Were there many high-risk issues found? Or were they mostly low-risk or informational? Did the project team address the identif- uh, identified risk? Now, make sure the team was responsive and that any remaining risks are unlikely to affect the safety of your funds. Step number two, you want to evaluate the product team. Um, Investigate the product team. DeFi applications require more diligent software engineering practices than traditional applications. Look for teams with experienced engineers, preferably those who have worked on blockchain, financial, or other mission-critical systems. If they have... Check whether those applications or systems have been hacked. Um, One of the hardest things to do in this space is get individuals who are not used to this space and are probably only looking at the dollar signs to understand that you need a lot more than a big name um, and, you know, a bunch of money backing you to, in my opinion anyways, to um, gauge the credibility of any individual or the product that they may be offering up to you. Um... We'll use the Instadat platform as an example. As of right now, to my knowledge, the platform does not receive any fees, meaning it is free to the public to use. Um, Now, they just within the last couple of months received funding from a VC, a venture capitalist. But, um, you know, since the platform's been up and running over the last couple of months, they had no funding whatsoever. And it was just a platform built. Uh, a banking portal of sorts that allows you to interact with different decentralized applications, um, mainly MakerDAO, um, Compound Finance. They did have Uniswap Liquidity Pool on there. I don't know if it's still available, um, as well as the Lend and Earn. You got the Bridge Protocol. But it allows the individual to, quote-unquote, bank um Privately, if you want to call it that, though, everything is still on the blockchain and open for anyone to see. But on your own terms and gain interest, you know, 10, 20 times what the banks may be giving an individual in any type of interest bearing account or savings account. But the thing you really want to look for, though, is the individuals like where's their passion at? Is it money driven or is it for the better cause of the DeFi and, you know, this new Cryptocurrency, blockchain, um, new money matrix, as I like to call it, space that we're heading into, and um, one one platform that I would check, that I would give a shout out to, and have individuals check out is the Instadap team. Um, I may come back. I, I've got a couple, I believe, of reviews on this very podcast for those that are listening in, as well as those that may be watching. But um, definitely, I, I'll be doing some follow ups as they have been growing the platform. And, um, you know, a lot more attention has been brought to, you know, what they're doing over there. So I'll be following up on that team specifically at a later date. Uh, The third step is to protect your funds. Um, Even audited projects may still get hacked. New vulnerabilities may come up or a social engineering attack may succeed. As many projects still have some degree of centralization. One way to protect yourself is through assurance systems like Quantstamp Assurance Protocol, which can compensate users against unexpected attack post-deployment. These systems allow users to specify a smart contract to be protected, how much to protect, and the conditions that would lead to compensation in the event of a hack. And let's um open that up actually, and I also want to take a look at Nexus Mutual, a decentralized. Now, I don't know if QuantStamp is decentralized, but Nexus Mutual, for those that are really into the decentralization of things, um, Nexus Mutual is a decentralized smart contract platform. Um, so it's a people-powered alternative to insurance. Get covered against smart contract failure. Um, you're also able to get a quote quickly and simply. In fact, I'm, I'm going to come back and do a whole review of this. But, um... Secure risk and potential bugs in smart contract code. Be covered for events like DAO hack or parity multi-sig wallet issues. Purchase smart contract cover. Um come over we look at introducing the constant security assurance protocol. Let's see what they got going on. Let's see, pool owner creates a pool based on the existing contract. The security expert assurance providers defined by the CCR selects selectively stake. QSB tokens on pools they are interested in. Um, non-expert users also stake QSB tokens in existing pools. If the protected policy of the contract associated with the pool is violated, the pool owner is entitled to all the stakes in the pool. Okay, interesting. Um, if the contract continues to pass the definition of a safe based on the policy contract, the securities expert and non-experts receive QSP at regular intervals. The CCR defines who is an expert assurance pro, uh, provider. Okay, so you got two different platforms here with two different um, um, working mechanisms to them. But both interesting in their own way to whereas you're looking at, I mean, a space, an insurance company, an insurance platform, an insurance protocol that's running on newly created financial protocols that, you know the likes of some of the, which the world have never seen before um so uh moving right along just just being able to to witness the the making of this space, the building of this space in real time and not having to you know be the bearer of what has already been played with you know the the success stories made, you know, individuals, you know. Man, right now, I'm telling you, for those the individuals that are in this space, you are the pioneers. And you will be those success stories the individuals will hear about, you know, 5, 10 years down the line. But um, just to see this, this space grow and build itself up is is an amazing uh, sight. Um, let me see. Step number four, do not over Even in the face of attractive returns... Don't over-allocate funds in any single distributed application. Smart contracts are becoming more secure every day, but there's still no absolute guarantee against hacks. As the saying goes, only put in what you can afford to lose. And I think that um, weighs heavy on the minds of some individuals and, you know, may cloud, may be clouded by the Huge returns available within this space. But then again, you got those that live under no risk, no reward. Um, to whereas they know in the beginning stages what they're getting into and may be, you know, okay with the amount of risk that they're taking. You know, you got some individuals that are all in. I mean, living truly decentralized. Whereas almost maybe 50 to 80 percent of their total portfolio may be in decentralized assets or digital assets excuse me and then maybe utilizing those digital those digital assets in the decentralized financing uh space. So um the biggest thing to, though in the beginning stages, especially for those that are new to this space, is don't put the rent money in. You understand what I mean? Especially if you don't know how to use these platforms. Um don't expect a return that, you know, something you may need tomorrow, next week, next month. And then it doesn't happen or swing in your way. And now you're stuck, you know, like Chuck. Looking like, damn, why did I do that? So, to start off, um, that's one reason why I, myself, um, and I still got to put it together. And putting together sort of a manual of how to take vices and turn them into investments. Whereas you may have unhealthy life choices and habits such as maybe you know smoking excessively drinking excessively eating unhealthy foods which all take a certain amount of funds to utilize and indulge in now what if you were able to still take those funds you know momentarily give momentarily give up those practices and then invest those funds in which you were going to smoke up drink up or eat up anyways you know what i mean that's that money source that I think a lot of individuals don't know that they have or are able to tap into, which would be prime and perfect for a space like this. But, um, you know, closing out the article, um, DeFi is still an experimental movement, but many of the DeFi applications on the market are already incredibly useful. While decentralized technology provides benefits for those distributed financial applications, it also introduces risk that users need to uh, consider. Following prudent practices such as checking audit reports, investigating the team's experience, using insurance assurance systems, and allocating funds wisely can help you reap the benefits of DeFi while lowering your risk. Um, one thing that I advocate individuals do is follow up on the team's social media platforms. Do they have a Facebook? Do they have an Instagram? Do they have a Twitter page? Tw- Twitter, definitely. Um, do they have a Telegram? Do they have a Reddit? Do they have a Discord? You know what I mean? Join those groups and see how active they are in there. You're actually able to speak to many of the CEOs and creators of a lot of these platforms just because, at the end of the day, from what I see, even though you have the big venture capitalists coming and investing in a lot of these platforms, at the end of the day, a lot of these platforms are being built by regular Joe Smoes that, you know, in their own time or in their own world, know something different from what you know, which may be sporting. Um, you know, whatever your um, specialty is, nursing, um, electrical engineer, and they may be coders, uh, developers, you understand what I mean, but are living regular lives but have been able to take advantage of this new distributed ledger technology um, and smart contracts and are now building the new money matrix, man. It's it's, it's a new world, it's a new financial sector, and I'm happy to be part of it. Um, I hope this article, as well as my added commentary, was helpful to the listener and or viewer um i will be like i said doing a follow-up to the nexus mutual platform um as well as the um instadap platform you also have such platforms as fulcrum set protocol dydx um Nuo, dharma um, once again compound maker dow um. This this space is incredible, and I advise anyone looking to get into cryptocurrency to yeah, you know, consider the trading aspect of it, but also highly, highly look into the actual use case of the space itself, and not just you know, because the the monetary reward could come in a more stable, but um, I don't want to say guaranteed, but less risky um, way than you trading. You understand what I mean? So, until the next video, until the next podcast, this is the Bitcoin Block Bully. Peace, power, and prosperity family. I am out of here.